Hello and welcome to Goblet of Wine, a drunken Harry Potter podcast. I'm Hannah. And I'm Charlie. And we're two 20-somethings rereading our favourite childhood book with added alcohol and cynicism. In today's episode, we are reading chapter 24 of Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix. And then we pull Neil in for the last 10 minutes. We do! So keep listening for that. So grab a glass and enjoy Neil. Hi, Charlie. We have had an ordeal, haven't Why, we? Why have we not had an ordeal with this podcast? I feel like it's especially cursed today and I've just got it in my head that nothing is going to work out. Just in life, we're not talking about the podcast. Just, just in life. Yeah, so we're recording on a Friday, which is really weird. We used to do this before COVID because we had lives and things to do at the weekend and we're getting lives back and now we have to record on a Friday again. It's weird because we're not starting Hannah is getting lives back. Hannah has booked up almost every single, like, Saturday in, in summer. In yeah. summer. Yeah. I have not because all of my social plans involve like someone texting me the day before going, You're free tomorrow? And we'd be like, Yeah, because what kind of freak makes plans in advance? Me. Hannah. Talking of plans in advance, oh my we have shit, yeah. to announce the Goblet of Wine Summer Picnic is happening this year. Charlie, what date is Finally. it? Finally. Is this because you don't know? Yes. Great. It is going to be on the 7th of August at 2pm. People have been like, you've not said when it ends. And it's just like, you know what? It ends when when it the ends, vibes die. When it ends, people. It is going to be in Hyde Park in London. So if you want to meet us and other podcast listeners in person, it's going to be very chill. We're going to bring some games. You can bring drinks. We will be drinking, but you don't have to. You can bring some snacks. Come along. We'll release where in Hyde Park on the day. You, yeah. you don't just wander and, around the miles of Hyde Park. Yeah, and like probably also an end time then. It's just like I can't comprehend August enough to put an end time yet. No. Um also away. like there's a list of like COVID rules, I guess, that you can view on Instagram. We'll also like promote these more close to the time. As well as there'll probably be some like actual like I don't want to say rules, but like actual kind of like I don't know. Like, for instance, on the little, like, flyer we made to put on Instagram, I put, like, no turfs and swerves. So, like, that kind of thing. Also, no murderers and stalkers, please. I do have pepper spray. Yeah, and we will notice if you try to follow us home on the bus later. So, just don't. don't yeah, please. just don't. We'll take the long way home. Don't follow us. <laughs> yeah. So, if you want to see the details of that, then head over to our Instagram and our Twitter where we posted it. And hopefully we can see some of you guys there. Yeah, and, like, if you feel, like nervous about social things it's it's going to be very chill it's also a drop in drop out thing you don't have yeah. to come at two and be like stay yeah stay you stay with us yeah you can come say hi really quickly and then leave but like we would love it like if you came and sat down and like we both have been to like youtube meetups and stuff yeah. in the past and know that it can be like really intimidating especially yeah. you don't have like a group to go in so like I mean, one, just don't worry about that. We will be welcoming and we will have like some kind of planned activities and stuff. And I think we're going to do like kind of like name and pronoun tags and stuff. Yeah. Um. So it'll be super welcoming. So just, just please just come because we really want to like meet you all and also like introduce you to people. But oh, then friends. also, yeah. Also, if you do want to get chatting to people beforehand, quite a lot of the people on the Discord are going. So you Yeah, have... and I think we'll probably make a channel for the people that are going close to the time yeah. so they can inter- they can arrange if they want to meet beforehand what buses and tubes if they want to do that yeah. so yeah so if you want to get to know people and you have a spare two dollars a month then head over to our discord to get to know people beforehand but if you haven't don't worry we will be 
appallingly welcoming whilst also being really socially awkward. Yes, we're both very awkward people and we've never met any of our listeners, so this'll be... Well, uh, we kind of met people that became listeners. Yeah, that's the other way around. That's what I mean. I don't think we've ever met No, but they did listen to us and then talk to us. They did, but I don't think we've ever met someone who's like... Listen to the podcast. Previously, yeah. So anyway, that is the main announcement for today. We're also in the process of finally planning our charity London pub crawl. We've had a lot of changes to this. We'll talk a lot more about it in a few episodes time when we have decided on the charity or charities that will be open for everyone to donate to. No pressure. And we will be donating money to it. It's a fun thing we've been trying to plan for a while. So that is another exciting thing that's happening this summer. We're finally doing things. Not the USA because we can't go there and not not, um, Albania Albania. because we're also not allowed there. Yeah. One day not we not will because be of COVID, we just got banned <laughs> from those like, countries. Albania have like found all our searches. Albania had like, banned those two. Banned those two. <laughs> They're like, oh, this podcast wants to come here. That's going to be great for tourism. And then they listened, and then were like, ban, 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 uneducated fools. They have so many episode titles about bestiality. <laughs> Um, anyway, we were saying that this has been a disaster so far. Um, yeah, recording on a Friday because we're, we're busy. And then we've just had so many technical issues and, and vibe issues. Hannah just had not properly prepared any of the drinks. Excuse me, that's a really rude thing to say, actually. You you hadn't. One, you hadn't refrigerated one and then you poured it out and then realised that wasn't what we were drinking. So that's now in the fridge. And then went to get the stuff for what we are drinking and Hannah just had not actually gotten it. Do you uh, want to do the drinks now? We normally do it after the shout outs, but do you want to do it now? Because I'm desperate to try this before it also oh. also it's hot in England. Now I know every summer you complain about the heat. You I live in Arizona, it's hot. Look, okay, look, we've talked about this. We have the UK houses do we need don't to say have it? air conditioning. This flat heats up like a fucking greenhouse. And we have to soundproof it. It is boiling. Our drinks are getting to over room temperature. They're separating. And Charlie has got her thighs out. So just that's yeah. the vibes today. Right. So this drink, I'm concerned by you being like, oh, you piped it up. I'm really excited. She like, has. Okay. Not in so, a good way. Okay. So when we first started this podcast, we had a lot of our own drink ideas. And sometimes we attach them to episodes. Sometimes it's just things we want to drink. It's things people buy us. In the last year, incredibly kindly, we've had a lot of producer level patrons. Do you know how long I've had this? Well, this is what I'm saying. So Charlie has been talking about this. Not a year. Two. No, that's what I'm saying. You've been talking about this for two years yeah. just because it was at the back of our queue and then we had a lot of producer level things. So she's been telling me about this for, I think, two and a bit years. Almost the length no, of the no, podcast. No, 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 two. Two. Fine, she says because, two. No, 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 because I know this for a fact because I bought the actual alcohol we're drinking in America and I was ah. last in America almost exactly two years ago. So tell us why you've been telling me about this alcohol for years. <sighs> right. So when I was in university, I was friends with this Finnish girl mm. called Erika. Lovely name. Not Erica, Erica. Like we used Erica. to be like, oh, hey, Erica. And she'd be like, Erica. Um, <laughs> and basically one time we were at a house party and she bought along this Finnish, some kind of alcohol. Bear in mind, this was like second year of uni. So this is me going with very vague memories here. And it was this like banana alcohol. And she basically mixed it in with milk. Bear in mind, I didn't watch what she did. So there might have been other things. I think it was just milk. And essentially what she made was alcoholic banana milkshake and when you're drunk in uni at a house party we drunk it just like this is the best thing because it's just like it's like you're at a house party and someone whacks out some like mcdonald's like milkshakes 
Like it was great, but alcoholic. And yeah, and we drank it and it was great vibes. And then the next day I've never been so ill because I drank a load of alcohol and then had and also, a pint of milk. And also Charlie has only realised in her mid-twenties that she is in fact lactose intolerant, but refuses yeah. to admit it and keeps eating cheese. I've eaten so much, much cheese. cheese. Uh, since realising that I'm lactose stop. And then she's like, my stomach hurts. I'm like, I have now lost all sympathy for you and you realise... In my defence, I think... I'm now doubting whether I am. I think milk just fucks me up. Cheese definitely isn't great, but cheese is not as bad as milk. Okay. Milk, I will die. So, and then, because I, I recently got ill, which has been a whole ordeal, and I had a lot of yoghurt because I don't know... Do you have this thing when you're ill? Do you just, like, eat a fuckload of yoghurt? yogurt but i do crave specific things when i'm ill yeah yeah my thing is like yogurt and it's not even i think part of it is a craving because yogurt's like obviously very good for you but part of it is also like it's just like a thing that you can have and it's ready to go yeah and it's cold and like soothing. yeah yeah so like i always so i just bulk ordered a fuckload of yogurt and yeah basically just had yogurt non-stop for like the past like week and my stomach has never been better Intriguing. It must just be milk. So to but, counteract that... But I don't know, because yoghurt has like all the good cultures and stuff for your gut. And when I did like a hair test and it said that I had a really bad gut, so I think that it's like the gut, the good gut thing is counter- counteracting my lack of gut. Someone who actually studies some sort of stomach health things is going to be listening to this like, you are a fucking idiot. Or just please tweet me what's wrong with me. The yeah. milk fucks me up, but apparently yoghurt fine yeah someone tell her what's wrong anyway to counteract the fact that we didn't want charlie shitting herself tonight yeah she told me to buy oat milk now i own oat milk so i didn't worry about it but when she arrived i realized i'd used all the oat milk in my breakfast smoothie and my iced coffee today so we went out to buy oat milk but then you tried to blame me being like you didn't say i'm not i fucking did because i said if i had to drink cow's milk i was gonna shit myself i thought she was gonna bring it anyway so then we had Why to go would out. i bring i don't carry oat milk around with me i'm not that much of a hipster you are so then we tried to True. go out and buy oat milk but the local corner shop where I live is not a hipster area and only had almond milk. So Charlie's just made with almond milk. Then we got home and I was like, milk and alcohol is weird. I've got a banana that needs using up. So each of our drinks also, so it contains a double shot of this banana liquor, which by the way is 49.5%. Yeah. Half a banana and a metric ton of milk. Also, I joked on the way back. I was like, oh, ha ha ha, we should just mix the oat and almond milk. And then Hannah just fully did it before I can stop her. So mine is like half and half and now it's separated. And also, so the thing is like my friend when she did this had some kind of like Finnish thing. And I'm sure, okay, what's either going to happen is someone from Finland is going to like tweet us or message us on the Discord and be like, oh, actually, that's not at all how you make that drink. This is how you were supposed to do it. I mean, we know that the banana's not supposed to be in there. I'm convinced it was just this liquor. Um, or they're going to be like, this is not a finished thing. And I would not be surprised because Erica, God love her soul, was a bit of a psychopath. Like, love her. Great. Absolute not job. Like, she used to tell me that her family had an island in Finland. And like, like deadly serious would be like, if you ever need to ha- like bury a body... 
Like you could bury it there, I and like no one would her. find it. I oh, like the sound of her. This is not a criticism. Oh, this okay. is nonstop praise. She was at, like genuinely like the nicest psychopath you've ever met. Mm. So I would not be surprised if this was not actually a finished thing, and she had just fully just made this drink up. But also, whatever like liquor we do have is not like an actual finished thing. Like I bought it in America. I'm pretty sure that like I feel like the finished thing might be more on like the Bailey's end kind of thing, like more of like a creamy thing. Whereas this is more of like a white spirit. You mean clear. So this is going to be... Cheers. We also, by the way, have nearly a pint of this each yeah. and it's a roughly room temperature, which... Milk. Yeah. Room milk. temperature milk. Cheers. With curdled bits of banana in. I don't hate that as much as I should. Okay, three things. First thing, I wish it was colder. Yes, Second obviously. thing, I didn't whiz mine well enough and I do just have lumps of banana mm. third thing that alcohol must be strong because there is a lot of milk in here and the first thing that hit my throat was the pure alcohol yeah it literally it does taste like a alcoholic milkshake it does mine tastes a bit weird because it's got almond and oat in it and also almond is by far the worst alternative milk so it's drinkable and i'm glad we've done it i'm not happy to drink it but i will so that was Maybe one of the longest-winded explanations of our alcohols. The thing is, I have so many good alcohols and I have a very small flat and they literally have been just taking up space for like two years. So at some point we need to just start every now and then just working our way through. Yeah, to the um, producer level ones. Yeah, let us know if you guys would mind that if you want us just do the Patreon. Like, obviously we will eventually always do the Patreon ones, yeah, but I'm obviously. just saying, like, have like a break every now and then. And also, if anyone's wondering, because we do get backlogs of stuff, if you don't have to be a patron, like, you don't have to be at that level the entire time to make us do the thing. Like, we've had producer levels for three months and we haven't got around to their alcohol, and then they're like, I need to drop down. Will you still do the alcohol? Of course you. Of course we will. We, you were the producer for three months. No, we won't do that. You just you have to be it for a full year. Full year. Give us money. <laughs> We're money hungry. Anyway, should we say thank you to some patrons, maybe? Mm. You've got a note first in our shout outs. Could you explain it? Oh, yeah, I do. I do. I. The thing is, I shouldn't do this because I said that I would do it if she didn't listen, like start listening to the podcast again. And she has. And she's proved the fact that she has. Mm. But I'm going to say it anyway. Rachel has a piss kink. So do you have to explain it? Can we just not move on? Should we? I feel like we need to give that some context. There's a girl called Rachel on our Discord and she's got a piss kink. And I, I told... She, like, stopped listening to the podcast because she's no longer commuting. So she's got a bit behind and I told her if she didn't catch up and start listening again, I would tell the entire... All of our podcast listeners about her piss kink. And I've just done it anyway um, because I'm an arsehole. <laughs> I'd like to confirm she doesn't actually have a piss kink. No, she does. She? Um, other patrons to thank a supersonic thank you to Sari who has upgraded their pledge a karate size thank you to Kayakwa a anemone size thank you to Amelie who is a new producer level tier patron a Jennifer Aniston size thank you to Jennifer a Electric Avenue in Brixton size thank you to I want to say Eliza but it's not with a Z does that mean it's Elisa? I don't know somehow this drink tastes like some kind of meat are you talking about or dust read the bloody patrons a scissor sister size thank you to simon another new producer level patron hannah did you just spit that back out <laughs> no i nearly did because i got a huge lump of banana in my mouth <laughs> why did you not blend it more a tamagotchi size thank you to tamara a hannah size thank you to hannah Hannah's! oh 
on Patreons now. There is on Discord. There is now so many Hannahs that we have a specific at for adding all the Hannahs. Yep, and Hannahs unite. And for a while, I had given this Hannah the nickname of the Palindrome, and then I was like, that's no longer. It's no, it's not the. It's there one are of many. many. Of us. We're taking over with our palindrome. And yet there's not a single Charlie. That is mad to me because there is like multiples of other names and no Charlie. Are there other Charlotte? I think there must be a Charlotte. I think in there. there might be. I don't know. If you're called Charlotte or Charlie, don't join the Discord because I will just ban you immediately also, because Charlie I like has being. Double the likelihood of getting into Discord because it's both male and female. Yeah, yeah. Clearly, just I feel like all Charlies and Charlottes are like me, where they just don't like other people with the same name. I have a weird amount of friends called Charlotte, though, don't I? You do, but I've got a weird amount of friends called Amy. I often like when I have when we used to before COVID have parties in this house. We would have at least three, if not four, people called Charlotte, Charlie, or a variation yeah. come around, and I would like to get them together. I'm like, fight, yeah. go on, which do is it. like my worst nightmare because I'm just like, I must be the, the only, only one. one. Like, and then you end up liking them and you're like, God damn. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, we also have a review. This review comes from Kenzie G. And the um, title of it was, My fiance thinks I'm a complete nerd, but I can't help it. I love this podcast. This is the best podcast. Thank you. That's all I need to say. <laughs> it's got everything you could ask for. Harry Potter, alcohol, tangents, British accents, Neil, time travel, shotgunning. <laughs> Yeah, the bad part of this uh, review is the Neil part. Yeah, thanks for the Neil part. She says, it's like hanging out with friends, even while they're stuck in COVID. I think you all say this because you know it's our favourite line. Yeah, it's like the guaranteed, if I say this, they will read it. Yeah, That's not true. We don't always. So like, come up with other cute shit to say. She says that she told her fiancé about it and he obviously gave her a sceptical look like, uh what uh, oh she actually said uh-oh that one time i was nice to the weird girl and now she's my wife <laughs> that's gonna literally that's gonna be the reverse of that when you and neil get married you're like oh i was nice to the soft boy and now <laughs> that's what i'm gonna say at my wedding post. that's gonna be your vows <laughs> Yes, but he accepted my love for Harry Potter and I forced him to listen to the episode where you two shotgun and we laughed hysterically. Could someone please teach us how to shotgun? Yes. He even agreed to listen with me in the vehicle while we're driving sometimes, which thankfully gives me a break from all his hockey podcasts. Good. If he makes you listen to hockey podcasts, you make him listen to us. Yes. Anyways, keep it up. I love it and look forward to listening. Kenzie G, that was such a lovely review and I'm really glad we've helped you through lockdown. So thank you so much. And yes, Force your fiance to listen to us. Yes. He deserves it because Hi, you are a wonderful woman. Hi, fiance. Hi, fiance. Right, should we maybe get on with the episode 23 minutes into recording? Chapter 24. Occlumency. Occlumency. No, occlumency. I don't know, but I can't spell it. So they're still in Grimold Place and Creature turns up in the attic and I just wrote, Harry is sus. Which he yeah. has a right to be. Sirius seems no, no, really blasé. Creature is sus. Creature is sus. Sirius is like, oh, he's been up there weeks. I'm like, and hasn't eaten, mate? Like... What? No. Is there just like a load of house elf poop up there? <laughs> like that is one way to tell. Like where's he been taking shits? Yeah. Sirius just, and this is the thing, and it really pains me because I love Sirius. And there are so many facts, and we talk about it Do so much. Do house elves use the loo? Yes. Can you just picture like a tiny, picture Dobby on like a fully well, I imagine sized... that like, let's say the Hogwarts has special elf toilets. Oh no. What? They vanish it. No, they don't. You, no, you know how wizards no, used don't. to... No, they don't. No, no. 
Don't. Okay, moving on. This is the thing. And we talk about so much about the steps that lead to Sirius's death. And we will keep talking about it. And there are so many factors and so many people implicated. But one of the people implicated is Sirius himself and his disregard of Creature. Because Harry doesn't like Creature at this point. He doesn't care for Creature, but he's suspicious of where he is. And Sirius doesn't yeah. even care that... He's, he's not even suspicious that he's out the house. He literally doesn't regard him as a being with the thought process to leave the house. And he has that in common with Voldemort. Exactly. They both underestimate him. Exactly, exactly. And there are many factors that lead to Sirius's death, but this is one of the, I think I called it, for some reason when I was drunk, I was saying paving slabs in the path <laughs> to Sirius's death. Is that a saying? No. Nope. Or did that just... It's a hot, It's a, now a podcast that, thing. I've that's really a Hannerism. Had, is there a ringing? ringing inside my own head no Good. do you want the me to hit you really in. hard no, i'd rather it. you didn't sirius is grumpy that they have to go back to hogwarts which mm. is kind of understandable but also again he acts like a child we understand why but mm. stop stop mm. and professor snape arrives at the house to talk to harry dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. i mean the thing is seeing a teacher outside of school is the weirdest shit ever yeah but now like my sister is a teacher and I'm just like, I'm seeing a teacher outside of school, but like, it doesn't feel like that. And also like... Well, I think it's your teacher outside of school. No, no, but it is like still just like to look at her every now and then or like when we're like texting or something and she's or like she's posting on social media and she's just like, I love her dearly, but like she's a wreck. And just like you educate the minds of tomorrow. This is what really freaks me out about being an adult. I have two close friends who are teachers, one primary, one secondary. And sometimes, most of the time I see them, obviously, it's in social settings. So they're not always drinking, but sometimes they are. And sometimes it's crazy, like whatever. And I'm like, you are an educator. <laughs> and it's just, and I, I try to imagine them in that setting and I'm like, can't 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 see it can't you you're what really you <laughs> yeah but yeah like when i was in school if you ever run into a teacher and like to be fair most teachers avoid this by living in a different town to what they teach in but we have this one teacher in school the sports teacher who lived not in this not only in the same town but like 10 minutes from the school in the same street one of my friends lived in and she was like relatively young and this is why teachers avoid it she used to go out in the same pub that we all went out in yeah and it was just like, hi, this is weird. Yeah. Hello. <laughs> My sister's a teacher around like Brighton Hove kind of area. So it's like, it's just, you know, she goes out in Brighton or like just walks around. Bright like she's going to run into students, even if she teaches like slightly outside of there. It's yeah. just like, they will go, like she cannot avoid it. No. It's one of those things, isn't it? When you have friends with those kind of like actually serious, important jobs. Yeah. And then it's just like, our jobs are just nonsense bullshit yep um i could never ever date anyone that was like a doctor or something because it would just literally just be like what did you do today oh i saved, saved some lives. lives what did you, what do? Did you do i, I wrote, wrote about lipstick i wrote about lipstick in an email yeah, yeah literally. No, I couldn't, couldn't like and my sister like we always joke because i mean my sister she specializes in like sen students mm. and i mean even regardless of that like she she educates the minds of tomorrow and i'm always saying i'm like i in my job because i work in the makeup industry i sell makeup to people i'm like i fuck up the kids the teenagers by giving them, you know, body images and self-esteem issue images through marketing. And you fix them. What a functional family you are. 
yeah. <laughs> anyway, I totally get why Harry is freaked the fuck out, especially because like I feel like Snape could have just pulled him aside on the first day of school, like, why are you coming to the house? Leave him the fuck alone. It's Christmas or, holidays. Like, anyone could have passed a message. Why exactly. could Sirius not tell him? I suppose Or maybe not Sirius, but Lupin. I don't know. Yeah. So Sirius refuses to leave the kitchen while Snape is in there, which fair enough. But when Harry gets down, they're already facing off. They're like glaring at each other. Yes. I'm like, how do you two cope in order <sighs> meetings? What are order meetings like? Like not not Snape in the books and not Sirius in the films. Controversial. But like if I could have Snape in the film yep. facing off with Sirius in my mind in the books. Sure. Hot. Hot. Want it. Want the porn. Do you get that? Nothing. The thing is, I find... I don't get what your problem is with Sirius in the films. Okay, this is going to be weird to explain. But the thing is, you know Gary Oldman? He just looks completely different in everything he's ever in. I never recognise him from the film. What does he look like? Same as Kenneth Branagh. Don't know what he looks like. I don't know what his face looks like. Yeah, just completely like... like, And that's incredible. Yeah, But the thing is, like him as Sirius, I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm about that. And then I see... Gary Oldman and literally anything else and I'm like oh, oh, oh my god oh, uh, uh. and like to the extent that it's now ruined serious for me because I'm like I know that you look like that but you don't look like that Aww. and that's but that's not against Gary Oldman he's just not my type obviously like he's you know to some people like a good but just 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 not not for not me. For you. And I think part it. of that is not really knowing what he looks like. There's a certain context where you want to have sex with someone without knowing what they look like. And it normally involves like a wall with a hole in, not just having sex with Gary Oldman. Anyway. <laughs> the long and short of it is that Dumbledore wants Harry to learn occlumency. If I'm saying that wrong, please don't correct me. I don't care. Um, which is magical defence of the mind. Mm. Snape and Sirius begin bickering um <laughs> like an old married couple literally and then no. i said they're like children they square up to each other they're literally like, oh, 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 oh. Uh, have you seen i love making uh really brief cultural references have you seen the thing this week i think it was like two rugby or football players some some sport men sport uh men. or no wrestling no or whatever it is the fight it was logan paul or one of them Boxing, fellas yeah Boxing. No, I haven't seen it. Uh, but no, I've not seen the actual thing. But the, there's like a gif or a photo of them. Like they were like squaring up to each other. But it literally was like, and kiss. And like, you know, when it's just like, oh, come on. Uh, I like when I went from like football to like some sport to like <laughs> wrestling. To, I don't do sport. But yeah, they're like squaring off. And everyone's just like, this is gay. This is homoerotic. And this is this is that. Yeah, You no, can't just, if you, if you get that angry and that close up to someone... I genuinely don't know what you do at that point aside from enter each other. Like, have you ever, have you ever actually gotten that angry with someone that you've like squared up and got close to them? Uh, that hasn't been followed by sex. Yeah, but probably a girl and I don't like them, unfortunately. So you claim. Ugh, you can drive though, so that does imply that you're straight. But I don't um, sit correctly. Yep, yeah, can fact check, just looked how, at how she was sitting. Mm, can you do maths? No. I just don't believe that you're straight. I'm sorry. <laughs> the the just the, it's it's stacking up the against fringe. you. <laughs> the fringe, the pixie cut you had before. I'm like, uh, yeah, Neil's by wife energy apparently. The oat milk lattes. Is that is like you just yeah you just I don't care if you're not attracted to women. You're bi. <laughs> um, uh, 
I've never, I've like, and I've been in, I mean, so I, I've been saying for years that I've been in one fight in my life. And I remembered the other day, and I think it was when I was talking to the patrons on Discord, I've been in two. I forgot about one of them, oh both with women, but neither of that was like an angry squaring up to each other. Like, I don't think I've ever been so angry I've squared up to someone. No, I don't think I've ever squared up. No, exactly. Like, and I think maybe the only time I've maybe ever done that would be like in an argument with a partner, but I, I don't think I've ever ever have because I just don't think that you should be getting that angry in a relationship that you do that but no, I, I just never to the point where I'm like yeah, like yeah I just up. can't picture they're not immediately having sex with the person also so the time I was in a fight that I'd forgotten about until lately was the funny thing I'd completely forgotten about this so this was in high school and this was a girl trying to fight me and me just fucking not trying which is just sums up both the fights I've ever been in. I ran into her like two or three years later in a Weatherspoon's toilet. Lovely. She didn't recognise me oh. and she hit on me. That's quite a power move, isn't it? It's quite a compliment. Yeah. I was like, the last good. time we met, you don't remember, you tried to fight me. I didn't actually say that to her because I was like, you're fucking, leads to the you're fucking not job. Anyway, so they square up to each other and Harry literally has to jump in between them and hold like a hand out either side this is a child stop putting a child also snape this is the thing sirius at least like is a child in his mind because he was sent to prison snape is an educator get over yourself you're in front of a pupil grow up yeah this is like when my parents growing up did the super fun thing where they used to try and make me parent my sister this is the same vibe don't do it, folks. Bad. So luckily, Mr. Weasley enters back from hospital and he's like, I'm cured. And all his kids are around him and it's cute. And they're like, cute. what the fuck is going on in here? And then Snape walks off. Yeah. So they plan to... He get- slithers off. You just know he did. He rides on his wave of hair grease. And then goes home to his shit little house and drinks a shit little wine. And goes to do you think he's a wine drinker? Well, he's not a beer drinker. Oh, God, no. I get, I can see wine. Red I just wine. like I want red, oh, not white. I I thought that went without saying. Oh, okay. But like, I just I do agree. Mm-hmm. But I just want to open up. I think that this is a good conversation Tweeted to us. have. What does what is Snape's drink? Yeah, I, I'm and on red wine. Yeah, I think the only other thing I could think would be like gin, but it would be like the see. most boring gin. <laughs> Gordon's. And then he has a wank over Lily and then goes to bed. Great. Yeah. So they plan to get the night bus back to Hogwarts. Oh my God. You know when he stole that part of the photo? How sticky do you reckon that is? No, honestly, when we get to that, I've always thought that. I'm like, what a wank photo. He has that stuck to the wall, but like no blue tack needed. Anyway. So they plan to get the night bus back to Hogwarts. And like, okay, so they constantly have to get the train back, whether it's Christmas or even Easter. They never go home in Easter, whatever. So they get the train back. And then it's this whole thing that they have to get a train to Hogwarts in September. And we know it's a whole thing because A, there's an article about it on Pottermore. But B, they make even the Scottish students like... Ernie McMillan, who is Scottish, go down to London to get a train to Scotland. But then at Christmas... Via Norfolk. Via Norfolk. But then at Christmas, they're just like, ah, fuck it. Make your own way back. Even though we've given you a train down to London. Fuck yeah. it. Make your own way back. What? That makes no sense. It do- It really doesn't. And what about the people who are muggle-born who've gone home for Christmas, who can't just summon the night bus easily? I guess, like, yeah. Well, fucking yeah. The, the little, Good point. What about the muggle-born 11-year-olds who are like, help, I've gone home to mummy and daddy over Christmas and now I'm stuck in fucking Cornwall. Yeah. 
I think like the only thing I can think is whether maybe Harry and the Weasleys went back slightly later than normal because of the other circumstances. Hannah just almost vomited into her drink. There's lumps in you, it. You were excited for this. It tastes good. I didn't whiz it enough. Yeah, maybe. But then I find it weird that unlike in September, they don't make it compulsory to get the train back. Because on Pottermore, it says the train is compulsory because so many people arrived late and la 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 la. Yeah, but you think if someone's like waiting for their dad to come back from hospital, you'd give them an extra day or two. Maybe. I don't know. No, but then in the next book, I believe, and we'll have to check this when we get there, they flew into McGonagall's office after Christmas. I'm pretty sure. Oh, yeah. That's so, like... So it's just like after Christmas and Easter, they're like, we've taken you home. Now make your own fucking way back. What if a Muggleborn doesn't have flu powder and doesn't know how to summon a night bus? I wonder, like, what the driver's doing. Also... Or maybe the train is on, but it is optional after Christmas. Mm. Where Where is the Hogwarts Express parked? Just on the track. Is it... Is it does it become, like, a normal train for wizards? No, I just imagine it's on the track because the only thing the track is used for. Also, what if a pupil literally lives in Hogsmeade? We talk about Ernie McMillan, he's yeah. Scottish, but Hogsmeade is the only wizarding village. So presumably there are children there. Yeah. And then it's just like, oh, by the way, go down to London and get a train to Hogsmeade Station. No, come on. Yeah. But then you wouldn't want to miss it because what if you meet people or on like, the train who become your friends? If you live in Norfolk and you had to go to London for it only to drive through <laughs> Norfolk because that's definitely a real thing. I just feel like you could not have a steam train parked up doing nothing for the majority of a year without that fucking up the train. Like, you know, like when you park a car for too long. Yes. Like my dad, so he's done this twice. Uh, So one time he had a car and he left it parked for so long that mice ate the inside. And also it was my all-time favourite car and it was like really rare. And just mice just ate inside of it. Okay, any car... You need to drive it once a week. Yeah, no. So, Otherwise the battery So a steam die. train, exactly. So a steam train, you're going to have to drive that like a lot. But another time he had a car, if you can call it that. To be exact, he had a beach buggy that he left parked for so long. And I, pro- like, I promise you, I am not exaggerating, a tree grew through it. I knew you were going to say that. And I have seen trees grow through cars. So I totally, I totally on board with that. I've seen yeah, it happen. But like on our drive. He just left it there for that long. It's a bit, Years. It's a, bit scuzzy. a beach buggy. It's a bit scuzzy, no offence. Do you want to know why he had a beach buggy? To go to the beach. Because he had a jet ski. And then he was like, I'm not getting a lot of use out of this jet ski because I live in England. So I'm going to trade it for a beach buggy. And Charlie likes to say she's not a Tory. <laughs> no, like, but I mean, <laughs> I'm not. But like... No, I know that's like obscenely privileged, but also like my dad's logic that he didn't use a jet ski enough. So he said he got a beach buggy. And then if you're wondering why I can't drive, it's not just because I'm bisexual, but it's because my dad said to me when I like turned 16 or whatever, he was like, oh, if you learn to drive, I'm you can have the beach buggy to drive. And I was like, I don't want that. I don't Why wanna, would you not want to drive? No, could you? Okay, no. Now, now I think back on that, I'd like that'd be fucking lit. Could you imagine like being the girl that drove a beach buggy everywhere? It would be unse. Also, that's like your dad's cool, but my parents like you need a car with a good crumple zone and roll cage. And your dad's like, drive a beach buggy, drive a death trap. No, no, Go it on. had a roll cage. Did it have a crumple zone? No, it literally just had like it just had the cage above it and nothing That's else. Not it didn't enough. have a roof or no, sides. You die in there. It just had the cage. You die in there. Yeah, but like you couldn't have it on motorways or anything. 
Well, you couldn't get anywhere Just the then. country roads. Right. So you could just go to your local area. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so he said that. And because I was like 16, 17 at the time, I was like, oh, no, I don't want to be the girl rolling up to six form in a beach buggy. And no, like, that'd be fucking lit. You'd be remembered. Yeah. Also, I deeply apologise to our listeners for how absolutely Tory that entire sentence was. My parents are ridiculous human beings. One time my dad tried to learn how to fly a plane. At some point in the next few episodes that are coming up, I will have met Charlie's parents and I'm very excited because we have known each other a long time and I have never met them. I know. But I feel like I know them. Like I follow her mum on on Facebook and she's great. And she posts a lot on Facebook. Oh, she does. Yeah. I've told you something before. I was like, I love when your mum said this and you were like, what? Oh no, I I never open Facebook. So like I will tell Hannah things. I'll be like, oh, it's really exciting. This happened this week. And Hannah's like, oh, I know your mum posted it on Facebook. I'm like, did she? But um, yeah, I've met your parents on multiple occasions. But every time I meet Hannah's parents, she's like, I'm so excited that you're meeting my parents. And I'm like, I've literally met them before. To do with the alcohol. Anyway. Anyway. So they plan to get the night bus back to Hogwarts. And Harry has a bad feeling about leaving Sirius, which make me really sad because it's like it's like a premonition kind think like Mm. he knew that something was going to go wrong so as they're leaving Sirius gives Harry a package and says that it's a way of contacting him but doesn't explain more (laughs) and Harry immediately thinks in his head I will never use I will never use it and why didn't Sirius just say what it was that's the thing like I I think it was because he was like don't open it in front of everyone but he should have called Harry a few hours before like the night before and been like privately I want to show you this because if Harry had known what it was yeah and known it was a safe way. And that's the other thing. Siri- and Sirius phrases it badly because he's like, use this as Snape is giving you a hard time. It's essentially a mobile phone. Sirius just could have said, use this to chat to me it's once face a time. week. He yeah. gave him FaceTime. Face it's like, it was literally like, hi, I would like to speak to my surrogate son and Harry would like to speak to him. It's men uh, being men. Men can't talk about their feelings. And I don't think that this was actually the point that JK was going for. But like male suicide is such a thing because men don't speak about their feelings. And this is kind of what's going on here. Obviously, it's not suicide. But like Sirius can't just straight up say to him, I'm really lonely and you mean a lot to to me. I would love to speak to you face to face. Here's something where you can literally go up to your dormitory while everyone else is in the common common room and talk to me for 20 minutes. Even if it's about Quidditch. And Sirius would love that. Yeah. Sirius would love to hear about Quidditch. Yeah. But he, he doesn't say that. And it's in it's infuriating. And it's Because he I literally mean, says use this if Snape is giving you yeah. a hard time. I'm and like, it, no. It, it's partly toxic mas- masculinity. It's partly because of his immaturity. And this ultimately leads to his death. But which it's also obviously... Harry's own pride. His own pride in being like But he doesn't know. Like I do think Harry should have fucking thought. But, but he's he just so he doesn't he, know. Like this reason, could have been anything. No, but his reason for doing it is he's like, I won't be the reason that Sirius leaves the house. And in the end, the Sirius leaving the house causes his death, but like Harry doesn't but, trust Sirius. Yeah, and that's really but, key. Like Harry, had he known, because like that doesn't hold up because if he had just if his only reason for not using it in that circumstance was that he didn't want to cause him to leave the house, later on he thinks he's left the house. So surely using it 
would have like you know it's not going to make him leave that he already thought he had but it would have been an instant way to check but that's the thing he doesn't remember he doesn't remember yeah he doesn't remember because he doesn't know what it is and what it does for all he knows this could have been some rememberal type thing where he holds it and it it glows red and it would let Sirius know that he was in trouble like but he doesn't know what it is but yeah it It it, just and it's the lack of curiosity that he's like I'm not going to use it All right, fair enough but he doesn't open it to check what it is yeah it's <sighs> anyway anyway they catch the bus back to hogwarts they arrive at hogwarts and cho just appears in the entrance hall and just drags her on off she's like we're going to the library yeah Everyone's like, wait, wait. and then there's just like cho bless her heart is really trying she's like there's a Hogsmeade visit on Valentine's Day. Also, Dumbledore is hilarious. Dumbledore was just like, ah, when can I put the Hogsmeade visits? Yeah. Valentine's so Day. Bump uglies. Yeah. I, I do love Cho in this moment. And so I have massive mixed feelings about Cho because I think, and there's actually a really interesting Buffy character that's like this. And I'm going to say the name for the sake of the audience because you won't remember. It's Jenny for any listeners that have seen Buffy. There's a character in Buffy that is quite interesting because when you kind of watch her on first viewing when you're young, you fucking hate her because she's like, like a confident, like independent woman. And you like when you grow up you just like you slut shame her internally and then you kind of grow up and you're like i hated her for the wrong reasons but i still hate her and i feel the same about cho and it's not so much because i mean in this moment she's definitely a confident and independent woman like she has walked up to this boy and been like hey there's a hogsmeade trip on valentine and she doesn't want to be the one to do the asking but she's pulling all the parts out yeah and that takes so much courage to say and i fucking i fucking love this moment but at the same time, I still hate Cho, but I hate her for different reasons than I did reading growing up. I don't hate Cho. I oh, feel I tragically sorry for Cho. No, I hate Cho. Why? We'll get to that. Oh, we'll get to it. Yeah. I mean, I don't. I wouldn't say I like her. I feel sorry for her, but I don't hate her. No, I hate her. Okay, we'll find out why at some point. Anyway, Cho clearly wants Harry to ask her to Hogsmeade, but Harry just... He is so painful. He's like, oh, okay. I guess you want to know about the next DA meeting. The denseness of this child. And then she's like, oh, like, only you want to. And he's like, huh? And she's like, oh, uh, oh, it's just so awkward. They are horrific together. It makes me want to end it all. They're horrific together. I just don't know why either of them thought that this was a thing that was good. I just can't. Harry fell in love with her, fancied her without ever speaking to her. And Cho has he, misplaced feelings about her dead ex-boyfriend. He manic pixie daydream girled her. A hundred percent. He literally did. Yeah. And then she just has misplaced feelings about her dead ex-boyfriend. Yeah. So that's a healthy relationship. Healthy. <laughs> Get some therapists into that fucking school. Harry heads to Snape's office for his first occlumency lesson. And Snape explains that Voldemort is a legilimens, which means he is able to extract feelings and memories from minds. And Harry is like, he can read mind. And Snape's like, it doesn't mean that. It kind of does. It kind of means that. He then literally just describes reading minds. Well, okay. So the way I see it is you can't Uh, just... Don't care. You can't just go into the... It's like reading what is the front and centre of someone's mind. So reading minds. Yes. You literally, in that sentence, had to say reading minds. But you can't just read everything, but yeah, essentially. But it you're is essentially. St- you're still reading being, a mind. No, Snape's being awkward. So 
Been the dick. key part of that is Voldemort knows when people are lying. And occlumency is a branch of magic which shuts down the feelings and memories which contradict the lie. And that's interesting because it's not like shutting down the lie. It's shutting down the things that contradict the lie. And that's... I like that. It's kind of... Yeah. It's selectively turning off parts of your brain. Yeah. It's like forcing you to forget or shut down memories. It's, it's good. I know for a fact that I would be great at occlumency. Interesting. Because I just don't remember anything oh, ever. Right. You know this about me. They're, like, doesn't. Voldemort would try and interrogate me and he'd be like, bitch, why is your brain blank? And I'd be like, because I've got no fucking brain cells. Just don't know. Just, honestly, just no memory. <laughs> and then we get one of my favourite lines about magic in Harry Potter, which actually explains a lot of like questions we sometimes ask. So Harry asks, so we could be hearing what we see right now? And uh, Snape says, time and space matter in magic. And J.K. Rowling, this is the thing about magic. I'm like, that makes total sense. It doesn't need to make sense because magic is magic. Magic does not have yeah. to have the constraints of time and space. But J.K. Rowling chose to write magic in a way that it is constricted by both time and space, but also other things. We know that in from the first book, Wingardium Leviosa is easier on a feather than it is on a club of a troll yeah. because of weight. Like it is affected by these real world things. And I really like that because that is what makes Harry Potter slip so easily into it could be in our world rather than a fantasy different world because it is constrained by the same things we are. And I really, really like the way that magic is written in that way. Yeah. It makes it feel so real. Yeah. Stape also mentions that similar powers are needed for occlumency compared to, like, breaking the Imperius, mm. which just, uh, it just backs up the whole Snape is a terrible fucking teacher thing. Because, like, Harry can break off the Imperius, like, no, really well. he no, literally broke off fine. Voldemort's Imperius curse. Yeah. Like, it, it's, it, it's fine. Yeah. And, and yet. He can't teach him this. But and like, then we'll get to it. But and he doesn't teach him anything. He doesn't. He just does it. No. He just, he literally he says nothing and just does it. He is literally just like torturing yeah. and re-triggering, re-traumatising this student without any attempt to actually teach He's him just fucking like, anything. He's just like, try harder. And I'm like, at what? You didn't teach him anything anything literally it's, nothing it's, it's it's so stupid and we know that this is not like it's kind of intentional because there's the bit in book two at the dueling club when lockhart tries to just go into it and the snape's like should we actually teach them something first so like this is not snape's style he intentionally has gone into this without giving harry any kind of information but or that's prep. weird because at the end of the day snape is on dumbledore's side so it's very he is weird. but i just think that he just fully just wants to torture harry yeah just and once and almost i think he gets a sick satisfaction about seeing inside harry's mind yeah. and seeing all these horrific memories yeah. Snape also confirms that Voldemort and Harry's minds are connected, which we already kind of knew. And Harry asks him, isn't this useful? Which is a fair enough question. And Snape also confirms, and this is where we get a confirmation that we were talking about a few episodes ago, that Voldemort realised Harry was in his mind during the snake attack, which yeah. still doesn't explain why in particular, but whatever. Yeah. Snape also removes memories and puts them into the Pensieve, which obviously becomes key later. And he 
he obviously knows what happens in a few chapters is when Harry attempts to block him, the spell rebounds and he sees into Snape's mind. And Snape is yeah. obviously very conscious of seeing the fact that Snape wanked over his mum. Yeah, I just, I find this whole thing so weird in that the way that Harry tries to break this off is by using like spells. And I guess like he's not been told anything. Other. But also sometimes they're unconscious. Snape said, did you mean to use a stinging hex? And Harry's like, I didn't even know I did one. Yeah. So it's like unconscious magic. Whereas like I always thought that it was more like kind of just mentally breaking it off. Well, this is what I Because that's how it's similar to the Imperius, right? With the Imperius, he just kind of like mentally breaks it. Okay, well, this is what I really don't understand that I was about to get to in my notes. So Snape breaks into Harry's mind using a spell called Legilimens. But we know that Snape not only is a talented Occlumens, can do Legilimens because there's all these hints in the first few books that Snape seemed like he was reading into Harry's mind. He literally was. He is a Legilimens. So Legilimens isn't a spell. Legilimens is either an innate or occasionally learnt ability. So what is this spell that Snape is using? And then Harry is told to fight off it, but he's often using magic but the way that Snape does occlumency to Voldemort is literally learning Just, yeah. to shut down exactly so that's why I always thought it was weird and I guess it's Harry's defaulting to that because he's not actually been told by Snape how to do it any otherwise and it also contradicts when Snape's like clear your mind before bed that's like a mental thing that's not a spell and also I think... Snape isn't telling him to clear or block anything in particular Harry is meant to block legilimens but surely legilimens is when you know your mind is being searched for certain information so for example Snape has to shut down every memory and every thought that has to do with the fact that he is Dumbledore's spy. But Snape is just breaking into Harry's mind without searching for any specific information. So what memories is Harry meant to... Exactly. Is Harry meant to block? He he straight up is not teaching him. As for the whole, like, actually saying legilimens or whatever, I feel like that that is an actual spell, but that Snape just normally performs it, like, without words. You know, the whole... No, I think Legilimens is like an innate ability that you can do without a spell. It doesn't need a wand. It's just something that's happening in your mind. Maybe But that's, then in the may- scene, he's saying it. Yeah, and that's, I think, why, I that's think, where my confusion is coming from. But I from. think that's for Harry's benefit from like him kind of knowing that it's happening kind of thing. Or maybe it's um, got to do with the difference between being a born Legilimens and a learnt Legilimens. I don't know. I, I think that it's always just a spell. It's just that it's most often done without words. Okay, but if so we were that... to contradict that with Fantastic Beasts, which I know we don't want to. Yeah, it's not canon, but okay. Okay, but the character in that, whatever her name is, her legilimens is innate. She's never doing spells. She literally doesn't want to do it at some points and can't help it. Yeah, but I guess like that's exactly the same thing as um, Tonks being a whatever it's called. Um, is that... For her, that just comes naturally, but other people can do it, but with spells. Right. Like, because Hermione does that to Ron in the last book, but with spells. So I think maybe... what to Ron? She, like, transforms his appearance. But that's, like, with a spell. So I guess that it is, yeah, maybe, like, some people are just, like, psychic and can actually read minds, whereas some people have to do it with a spell. I think Snape has to do it with a spell, Mm. but he most of the time because obviously like if I wanted to read your mind right now I wouldn't want you to know that I was doing it maybe I am doing it but like you know so you would do it non-verbally and I think that he's just like for the sake of the practice doing it verbally Mm. um, especially maybe so that Harry can recognise the spell in case anyone ever actually does it verbally to him Mm. but yeah he fully has not he he's not even like done a half-assed job of teaching him he just 
fully has not. No, it's terrible. Yeah, I literally wrote down that Snape gives Harry no instructions and ha- as how to repel with his mind and just does the spell. And then Snape says that people who wallow in sad memories are weak. I'm sorry, sir. Have you not been sad since you were literally a child because you were in love with a woman who did not love you back because you were racist towards her? And And is that not your entire character arc, you dickweed? (laughs) And later on, we see some of those sad memories. Exactly. He's like, but people who wallow in sad (sighs) memories are weak. And like, yes, Snape is a strong person. He is technically a brave person. But like saying that Harry wallows in sad memories when Harry is literally like fought Voldemort multiple times and is still here standing. Harry, like, it's just ridiculous. Yeah, agree. So uh, Snape then triggers Harry by showing him memories of Cedric's body. Could you? No, but he's even... not showing him. That's. I. This is what I don't understand. What the legitimate spell is doing. I don't think Snape is personally searching for particular memories. I think what is happening is this spell breaks the memories that are closest to the surface at that time or that constantly in Harry's mind. And obviously, the one of Cedric's dead body is a pretty. Constant I think one. that it's like digging around in a really like chaotic, messy trunk. Mm-hmm. Like you were trying to get something out. Or like out of your messy handbag. You're trying to get something out. Right. You're kind of having a rummage and just kind of stuff just comes up. Right. That's how I kind of picture it. Like he's rummaging around in his mind. But like he's re-triggering him because really he should have like given him the opportunity to use the pensive for anything particularly personal or triggering. triggering because like a teacher should not be just allowed to dig around in a student's mind. That is all kinds of levels of problematic. And like to actually just fucking teach him how to block that shit in the first place. Also, I've just realised... Okay, so up until this point... Wow, okay, I've just realised something. Ugh. Up until this point, I have thought that the pensive, when you take out a memory, it is not taking it out, it's creating a copy of it because that's like being like if you take it out like physically take it out it no longer exists you cannot remember that period that you have taken out but snape taking it out and putting it in the pensive so it's not in his brain implies that when you take a memory out you cannot then remember it so does that mean when you're digging around in the pensive you're like oh that's what i always assumed no i always assumed it was a copy because dumbledore says about like i can't remember his words but he says about like having too many thoughts and essentially needing to to like clear space so i but always then, like, assumed how it do was... you remember that you need it and you want to watch it are you then remembering the memory of watching it i think that you might be like remembering putting it away okay like fair enough i don't know it's like i guess it's like if you put something in your wardrobe you can no longer see that t-shirt but you remember that you have that t-shirt i guess all okay, right fair enough fair enough that was such a good like that metaphor. was a good analogy well done Um, So Harry gets a flash of a memory of running down the corridor to his hearing with Mr. Weasley. And at this moment, he realises that it's the same corridor he's been dreaming about for months. Therefore, it is the corridor that leads to the Department of Mysteries. And then he just fucking asks Snape about it, which I love. He's like, what's in the Department of Mysteries? And Snape is really trying to play it cool. Like, he is like... Like many facially reacting, <laughs> and then just like his words, he's like nothing. Many things, none of which concern you. Get out. Um, but <laughs> All right, he, Alan Rickman. <laughs> thank you. But he tells Harry that he is meant to empty his mind every night before bed, which I wrote down is just a bit like meditation. It's apparently quite a good practice, which I don't do. But also, like Harry's mind is just d- default empty. <laughs> yeah, like, what does, name, Harry, what name, does Harry think about? Name a thing this man knows. Name a thing. Shows Quidditch playing. Yeah, that turns does. him on. He likes seeing her straddle a nice 
thick broom. Thank you. Moving on. I almost added the word hard in there and then I was like, nope. no. So after getting Hermione and Ronnie, you know, he kind of gathers them up. He goes to the Coromoon. <laughs> He's like, minions, come along. They're like waiting for him. Yeah. And Fred and George are selling headless hats, which Hermione is actually impressed with. And it is impressive. The yeah. field invisibility has gone beyond the hat to their head. It's kind of cool. Harry feels ill and heads up to the dormitory and his scar bursts into pain and he feels extremely happy. And the chapter ends with Ron slapping him about the face. And do you know what the mark of a good friend is? Just when you wake up. And I like to imagine Ron was also kind of straddling him to like get him to stop writhing. It's getting hotter. It's getting hotter. And Ron is just like, stop it. Yeah. (laughs) Stop it. Yeah. I I literally love that Ron's reaction is, oh no, my friend is having another The only thing I can do is is slap him. Learn in another uh, chapter coming up that there's water by their beds. He could have thrown water in his face or something. And also, this I... could be another vision of his dad having an injury. And he's like, I know <laughs> what I shall do. I like to think that he often wants to slap Harry. And he's like, I, now, now ex- is the time. That's exactly what I was going to say. The bitch has been waiting for this moment. And to be honest, I, f- I don't support violence, especially get against friends or loved ones. But in this case, fucking yes, slap Harry. That, I've finished my pint of banana liquid and that's the I end of the chapter. I have not and will So we now. thought this chapter would be really short. Turns out it wasn't. I'll do a bit no, of editing. No, because we tangented. We tangented. I'll do a bit of editing, but it's still going to be 40 minutes. But because we thought it was so short, we asked you guys to ask us and Neil questions. So for the joy of you all, Neil! Come here! I love, I, I just love doing the whole Neil thing. So now all of your favourite person is here. It's Neil. Hello. It is, wait, basically, we thought this chat with this episode would be really short because we didn't have any notes in this chapter, but obviously we went on five tangents. But when we thought it was going to be really short, we were like, well, we'll fill the other half of the episode because we can't record the next chapter because that one's going to be super long. Ironically, the next one now is going to be super short. You know it. And we will ask people to ask us questions on Instagram and include Neil because of how much you all love Neil. Hi. Charlie, who's your favourite marauder? Lupin, obviously. Yes. Lupin. Yeah, my instinct was also Lupin. Yeah, great. We're all he is an absolute cardigan wearing daddy. So I want us to answer one by Kara. Honestly, how are you all? Like, are you all doing well? No. Kiss, kiss. And I want us to answer this one because I went on the whole tangent a few episodes ago about how we're always like, how are you? And you're like, yeah, good, how are you? But her dark materials actually answered this question and they'll actually say if they're bad or good. They're not just British about it. So I want us to do that. So how are you both? Well, it's not been a fun year. <laughs> I, I mean i'm assuming the time frame is like the past like i will give us the past months to two weeks oh, i would pretty good i would say not brilliant i've had some not great work stuff going on some redundancies in the company my job is fine but it just makes you very unmotivated for work and i've struggled with that the last few the last month but recording the podcast today has made me really happy and oh, okay and <laughs> <laughs> his face right now <laughs> <laughs> and work stuff will pick up one one way or another but yeah, yeah not the best the last month how are you how about you charlie fine like <laughs> fine yeah i <laughs> i had a really fun situation where i uh got very ill uh started to like isolate ordered a covid test put it in a post box two days later two minutes after i put it in a post box I got a text saying, you've been exposed COVID, you need to isolate immediately. I mean, I'd already been isolating because I was ill. Uh, So that was like super fun. So at that point, I was like, well, I have COVID, clearly. And then, yeah, about two hours or so, maybe more after that, then got another text from the NHS saying, 
by the way, you can now get your vaccine, <laughs> which if you don't know, if you get COVID, you then can't get your vaccine for a month. Uh, so then had to wait several days of not leaving the house and then got my result back saying you don't have COVID, which is great. And But then I still had to isolate. So that was like super fun of just like not leaving the house for an entire week. But aside from that, I just, I feel like I'm in one of those stages where I'm so busy that I don't have time to consider how I am mentally, which is always followed by a complete mental breakdown. So I look forward to that. I look forward to it too. Neil, how are you? Well, you know, it's uh, it's been okay. Things are opening back up again. I've been able to go to concerts, which is wonderful. And I've yeah. had the first dose of Windows 10 in my arm. Same. So I'm really oh, yeah. happy. That's another thing with how I am. I, yeah, got the vaccine. Yeah, Neil and Charlie have got their first dose and I don't have mine until the 28th. Do you, want, do you just want some of my blood? Yeah. I haven't had, well, you know, I've had very few side effects other than I now think Windows Vista might have been a good idea. What else was a great idea? Go on. The Wii U. Yes. Most of the people I've heard with side effects have been women. Interesting. Yeah. Which doesn't surprise me because, like, most medicines are... Um... Oh, the COVID vaccine was not te- tested on women at all. No, no, because it most was rushed women through. Aren't. Most, most women no, aren't. No, most women no, aren't. Most, most medicines, medicines aren't. But because to test on women, you have to look for a lot more anomalies because our hormone cycles so they just don't bother testing yes. drugs and on also women. also rats have hormones uh, so they just don't do it on female rats nope also yeah. because to, to concentrate on hormone cycles you have to have a much longer period of testing well just fucking do it because but we're then, half the population yeah, well, yeah we're I, half I, I the know. population yeah, and it means that women suffer so much with like overdoses and just being prescribed too much because yeah. like the actual doses that we're supposed to have haven't actually been tested of course, um, of course. but anyway yes. like saying that to not make it sound scary I did it I went to get the vaccine it was so ridiculously quick it did not hurt at all mm. I was literally in and out I got to sit on some lovely grass outside a hospital for 15 minutes which was lovely but also surreal because yeah. it was just loads of people on chairs on grass outside a hospital it was very weird I had mine in and- a mosque how oh, cool lovely. Is that? How cool and, is that? Yeah, and then the next day, I mean, I had a really achy arm, I had full body ache, and I got a migraine, but that's just That's just Charlie. Should, that's just me. I was a bit uh, achy and a bit tired. Yeah, and um, yeah, I was quite tired. And and that was it for a mm. day, and it was fine. And now magnets stick to me, my <laughs> phone signal is excellent, and yeah. And Jeff Bezos can follow you everywhere you go. I have to say yeah. though, I totally agree. Like I'm in the past, I've not necessarily been great with needles, especially with like blood tests and stuff. He's fainted. He faints. Like I have fainted before. Oh. I know. Um, Pickle baby. Bah, bah, bah. But this was absolutely painless. Yeah. I literally said to the guy, oh, I'm a bit nervous. And he went, oh, don't be. Wham. <laughs> <laughs> like, he just whacked me in the arm. And yeah. It, was done. it felt a lot like having sex with like a lot of the men that I've had sex with. Like I did not <laughs> notice it go in. But unfortunately, for various <laughs> reasons, these two got vaccinated either earlier on time and mine had to be pushed back till the 28th. So I'm behind you both. Loser. Yeah, you are. It's because you're just hideously old. I know. I'm actually <laughs> younger than yeah. you, but cool. By like, um, <laughs> by Neil, like three this weeks. is just for you. What's the best Harry Potter film? Prisoner of Azkaban. What's the worst Harry Potter film? Half-Blood Prince. Okay. Charlie? Yes? Hannah or Neil? <sighs> Okay, Hannah, because Neil just blew a kiss at me. So you made that really easy. Can I go with neither? <laughs> no. For a brief moment, I thought you were about to say Neil, and I was like, yes. no. Uh, Hannah, obviously. Ew. Yeah. Although I was just telling Hannah how I've been like, oh, I've not hung out one one on one with Neil in ages, and I was like, but I can't text Neil to be like, oh, let's go for, to the pub, just us, because that is so fucking ominous. But equally. You're welcome to. And I no, but you how? Can when if, I have if you got that yeah. text from me, yeah. how ominous would that sound? 
without Hannah. Neil, let's go to the pub without Hannah. If it was like specific, I guess I'd be a little sus. Exactly. But now that you've explained this to me, I wouldn't be sus anymore. But also now Hannah's been like, I can't sit at home whilst you're at the pub. I'm like, 100% mm. you cannot. That is weird. <laughs> Wait, let's make Hannah pick. Hannah, Neil or me? <laughs> I know the answer. It's okay. <laughs> yeah, it's not me, is it? <laughs> I mean, I would say that you've got certain advantages over me. So that's fine. I've never taken advantage of you. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. It kind of has to be Neil. I, I know. I, I was asking how begrudgingly as a you're saying that. She's like, I'm legally nice obliged. Oh, I, yeah, I guess it has to be. For legal reasons, this is a joke, you know. It's like... not legal. We're not married. <laughs> you haven't asked. <laughs> common law partner. Though. Okay. We are common law partners. Yeah. Ooh, oh, gross. How about that? Okay, right. right. Proper question. Um, what's your favourite way to consume potatoes? Uh, chips, crisps, baked, pan fried, vod- vodka? Vodka? vodka. Oh, vodka. Oh, yeah. vodka is made from oh, potatoes. Yeah, I was yeah. like, wait, vodka Good potatoes? Vod- no, okay, yeah. Amazing. Okay, um, so it's a toss up between crisps and chips, but gun to my head, I think I'm choosing chips, which is difficult for me because I fucking love crisps. I would say, if they're done well, roast. Mm. Well, Otherwise, yeah. chips. Okay. Yeah, um, I'm going to go with a really Tory answer. And also, I'm not 100% sure on how it's pronounced. So, I'm just going to fucking. Dauphinois potatoes. I'm sorry. But you can't just eat a Dauphinois every night of the week. I would if I fucking could. <laughs> if I knew how to cook them, I would. My mom and if you weren't d- lactose intolerant. My mum can cook. Shut the fuck up. Don't bring that up. <laughs> My mum can cook Dauphinois potatoes. We just ordered pizza. I got a stuffed crust. <laughs> Uh, and your pizza only has cheese on it. <laughs> it's cheese on cheese. Oh, oh my god. Who is Misu's favourite human? Hmm. Me. Probably you. That's to Hannah, by but the way. But I annoy him more you than you. You do annoy him. But yet he still seems to go for me more. He does really like our friend Charlotte. I have to say. He does. But he also really bonded with Charlie today. He jumped yeah. straight on her lap. And he, when I walked in, and I walked into your guy's bedroom for the mm. threesome. Of um, course. Kidding. He, like, he looked up and saw me and he went, meow. That means he likes you. Aww. Yeah, he yeah. was excited to see he's, me. He's not often vocal other than when he wants food. So that's, yeah. that's really good. Big. Yeah. yeah. There is a question saying, why is Neil the best? So fuck you. Where is the favourite your favourite place that you've travelled and why? When it comes to experiences, Reykjavik. Mm. When it comes to somewhere that I would want to go again and again and again, Berlin. I loved Berlin. I would say Rome. I just really mm. loved Rome. I loved Rome I too. was not that big on Rome. Really? No. Hmm. I also Sorry, have Romans. been to a couple... <laughs> us <laughs> fucking Spartan is going to kick down your door tomorrow. I've also killed. I've also been to a, a few of the Greek islands and like they're just so beautiful. Like they're like another world yeah. of beautiful. Speaking of which, is Spartan Greek or Roman? I always forget. <laughs> don't know. It's one of the two. You might have fucked it. Yeah, Charlie. What about you? I have to say maybe yeah, maybe Berlin. But I was literally I was there for like two days for work. So yeah. it's on two though. You uh-huh. did. You got tattooed. Oh yeah, I literally I got Harry Potter maimed onto me in Berlin for free by just a just a man. <laughs> that guy's that's not a joke. Um It's really not. <laughs> horrifyingly no. Yeah, um like genuinely loved it. Felt like it was London but cleaner. Um and more more space. Like I just felt at home there, whereas a lot of like like foreign cities, just because you're somewhere you don't know, you're like, ah, 
anxiety. Yeah. You know what's really interesting? Especially I once, alone. I was interviewing someone at work and they were coming from Berlin to London and they said the exact opposite to what you've just said. They really? said London is like Berlin but cleaner. Isn't that interesting? interesting. Yeah. Because I think that's completely incorrect. Yeah, I think yeah. Berlin was so much cleaner <laughs> But than maybe London. Berlin just felt cleaner because there was just more mm. space. Like, there's just more space between buildings. Yeah, there, yes. there is. But um, there's more urban space whereas london has more green space it does. yes yeah. yeah 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 definitely but yeah maybe berlin if not and i'm trying to remember the name of the town and i can't but went to some random ass town in minnesota that was just like <laughs> yeah i know just like so beautiful and it was like on like a big like lake and there was like a, a massive bridge and it was just like fucking stunning and it literally was some random town in minnesota like do they all speak like Francis McDormand in Fargo? Oh, yeah. I've not oh, seen yeah. that, but... Did they sound vaguely like that? They sound like vaguely Canadian. So, yeah. 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 Um, which is a hot accent. Why were you in Minnesota? Why wouldn't I be in Minnesota? Sometimes I, sometimes I just go to Minnesota. I've been loads of really random places sometimes in. Sometimes it do be like sometimes that. Sometimes I do be finding myself in Minnesota. Um, which character would you most like to go on a date with in Harry Potter? And why is it Angelina Johnson? I, I would not have said her, but now you bring her up. Like, yeah. That's genuinely a really uh, interesting question. I, okay, here's the thing. You all know I'm in love with Ron, but I would love to go on a date with Bill Weasley. Seamus. Irish. Oh song. yeah, that would be a cracking wait, date. Wait, how have neither of us said Oliver Wood already? Oh my god, Oliver Wood! <laughs> Can we wait? I've got it. Who? The entire Gryffindor Quidditch, Quidditch team. team at once in the changing room. Like that's not a date. <laughs> that's not a date. That's not what a date. <laughs> they can buy you flowers after. Then it's a date. <laughs> uh, yeah, Oliver Wood, Bill Weasley, Neil. I don't know, man. I've genuinely never thought about got date someone in harry potter you don't say like ron and hermione's child you're basically cheating on hannah because she just is that child ah uh, i see in that case rose weasley <laughs> Gross. Right, she's pedophile. a you pedophile god you nonce i assumed we were aging up all the characters because they're all under no pick someone, pick someone who's actually in the books um for some reason, Tonks came to mind. Yeah, yeah, I see yeah, that. but not film Tonks. Not, not film, film Tonks. tonks. No. Um, no. Well, that's the thing with the. But talking... that's the same Ginny, but not film Ginny. Yes. Yeah, but yeah. Ol- but Oliver Wood is film Oliver Wood. But yeah, Bill is obviously book Bill because who the fuck is film Bill? Yeah. I mean, actually, um, it's Donald Beeson. Yeah. Who so... would get it? He would. He's so yeah, good words. in everything he's been in. Ex Machina. Yes. Amazing. Chef's Kiss. Yes. How About... the fuck have you seen Ex Machina? I've seen it twice. I made Neil watch it. It was Film Bowl 2, I think. I made Neil watch this it. This is one of the few films that Hannah got to before me. And I put it in the Film Bowl for you to ha- watch. I know. How? I know. And you liked it. Yeah, it's great. But she doesn't want to watch Blade Runner, even though it's very similar in plot ideas. Whatever. Um, I... <laughs> Why had you watched it? I don't know, me and my mum just watched it one You night. and your mum do watch all sorts I, of stuff, to be I fair. I genuinely can't comprehend. I would have thought that you would have seen it and she wouldn't have. Right? It's a very me film. The dance scene. Is incredible. And just, oh, that, I'm blanking on his name, but just... Oscar Isaacs. Oh, just absolute daddy. Phenomenal in that. Just, mm. Okay, to follow on from the date question, mm. which Harry Potter character would you like to have with you on a deserted island? Hermione, she'd work out how to get you off. Would she? Nah, Dumbledore. Why? Work out how to get you off. Powerful. Not get you off. Get you <laughs> off the island. I bet he could. 
but also that. <laughs> I, um, I just, I'm really confused, guys, because I don't know why in this scenario you're stranded on an island that is it like it's not the UK and you want to leave. Oh, good point. The only reason to want to leave an island is if you're in the UK. Okay, so who do we just want to spend the rest of our lives with on an island? But here's the thing. Like, one has to assume whoever you're stuck with doesn't have their wand or any ability to do magic, because otherwise you just apparate. Yeah. So I guess... I think you're just stuck with someone and it's their personality. Okay. Hmm. Hmm. Not Harry. (laughs) Fucking... What what personality? No, Ron would be so grumpy. He'd keep whining about things. chapters, Neil. You're such an amateur. Come on. No, you're right, you're right. He's a grumpy prick. Mrs. Weasley would be lovely to be on a desert island with. She'd be really nice. She'd help you cook. Don't feel like I feel like you want someone that you can have just like really long. You want Lupin, Lupin, Lupin. I was about to say Lupin. You could have really long chats with him. You could have some drinks with him. Or Sirius once he'd cleaned up a bit. No, Sirius is whiny, whingy. Oh, he's a bit whingy. Whingy, whingy. This is why I wish we had more time with him in the books. I feel like he could have developed into something much more interesting. But Lupin is not whingy. Lupin would be pretty Uh, good. And I feel like he'd have some good stories. Do you know who else would be great? Minor persons would be Kingsley Shacklebolt. Great stories. Yeah. He'd keep you calm. You just he okay. I wouldn't want to be stuck on a desert island with him. Would definitely want to go with a pint with it. Oh, for a pint hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. A, a lot of that ministry lot actually. I feel like would be quite a good pint. Oh, oh you know yeah. that the ministry lot go for drinks after work and just get fucking shit. I want to go for a pint with it. Mr. Weasley. Oh God, yeah. I He'd wanna... talk your ear off. He wouldn't let you go. I know. It sounds brilliant. I love people that do <laughs> but, that. And Neil just would do that back. Exactly. You would literally never leave the pub. I want to tell him what exactly is the function of a rubber duck you know yeah, I wanna... but what is it okay everyone the Domino's is out for delivery it is now time to stop the co- Charlie do you have one no, last question to finish wait, this off let, let me scan in case we've missed any really okay, good ones okay Charlie's going to ask one last question this one might need some thinking mm-hmm. oh god the Domino's it's nearly here describe badly the plot of your favourite film that would involve me picking a favourite film oh my god I don't have a favourite film I don't but one of the favourites Ben Affleck loses something and then realises that he hasn't actually lost it, but by that point he doesn't want it back. I assume they meant Harry Potter film. Oh, I just thought film in general. Because I was like, Ben Affleck Harry Potter. <laughs> I, I assumed just, it was in general. I just thought no. it was in general. But yeah, Ben, ben Affleck loses something, realises it's not lost, doesn't want it back. Amazing. Do you know what? No. I Wait. don't know what film that is. I don't know if you two have seen it, so I'm just... I can't remember, so I'm just not going to say anything in case you haven't. Great. Um, I've just realised the way I'm going to say mine is just going to sound like a teenage boy who has no friends, (laughs) makes friends in bizarre way and learns meaning of happiness. That's not a bad... You've literally just described the plot of Perks of Being a Wallflower. Yes. That's not a bad... I don't know how to do it badly! (laughs) This is a hard question. Okay. Um, you you just described it vaguely, not badly. Okay, badly. Uh. You, you've got to surely go with, like, Emma Watson does a terrible American accent whilst reenacting Rocky Horror badly. Group of people orchestrates best heist ever known falls asleep while doing it. Centurions? <laughs> <laughs> that was a joke. But also great films. Yes, actually. The pizza, Neil, go get it, get it, get it. Bye, guys, our pizza's here. So to finish off this episode, we have a question from Matt. He says, across all seven books, which character's death broke your heart the most? Fred. (laughs) 
I was thinking about it and I almost said Colin because it seemed so cruel and like so almost unnecessary, but Fred. Yeah, part of me gets quite annoyed. I mean, I do get it, but also like uh, the whole thing when people are, oh, they died so young. It's so sad. I'm like, I feel like you, there's like a certain like cutoff where like it's just sad, like a certain age cutoff where it is like just sad and it doesn't get any less sad like yeah. they still didn't get to live their life yeah i personally i don't know i guess maybe not in you know if, if it maybe you said to me you have to either kill this five-year-old or this 30 year old maybe i would act differently but like i don't see how like someone dying at 30 is that different to someone dying at five like they still both didn't really get to live their life no i suppose it's to do with potential but that seems kind of gross and it's i suppose it's also to do with like the opportunity to at least experience something yeah i guess because it's better that you do like maybe 30 was not the best but like you know what i mean i'm just like "Eh." yeah like it's it's just really fucking sad when anyone dies oh no 100 percent. but yeah colin felt so cruel because like you didn't even expect it you didn't even know he was in the battle whereas if i read the books in adult i could have predicted that one of the wheezies was going to die but fred is such a twist of horrible because you've also ruined george's life like the rest of the weasleys maybe not molly and arthur but they will recover they'll be scarred for life they'll horrifically sad because their brother they've lost their brother but george will never recover and that's horrific to think about yeah oh michu baby it's okay you can talk about fred I do think Sirius is also, like, a brutal one, even though I don't love Sirius that much. Like, it's just brutal because of the context and the whole, like, tragedy kind of element to it. Yeah, definitely. Well, thank you, Matt. That was a joyous question. That was. (laughs) We were just like, Fred. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Bye, guys. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of Goblet of Wine. To find us on social media, search at Goblet of Wine Pod on Twitter or at Goblet of Wine Podcast on Instagram. We also have a website over at www.gobletofwine.co.uk where you can keep up with everything that we do. This podcast is produced by our wonderful Hufflepuff tier patrons. Veronica, Simon, Sandra, Samuel, Matalib, Matt, Kristen, Katie, Catherine, Emily, Chantel, Emily and Alexia. If you'd like to support this podcast, check out our Goblet of Wine Patreon, where you can also gain access to bonus episodes, behind-the-scenes content, and our Discord. Thank you so much for listening to this episode, and we'll see you in the next one. Bye! Bye.